Uh, welcome to a special Saturday Night Gaming podcast. Doing something a little different tonight. We're going to be uh, discussing our uh, thoughts on the Captain Marvel movie. So, spoilers. Yes. Beware. Of spoilers. We yes. will tell you how the movie goes, how it ends, and the source material it comes from. And everything in between. Yes. And everything in between. Even <laughs> our thoughts on how attractive the main character was. Yes. <laughs> Especially that. <laughs> Giggity. And so how if you don't want to hear any of that, then go and turn us off now. Yeah. You or don't on. and share. No, no. <laughs> Better yet, just switch to the next podcast. <laughs> and share that too. I'm not sure where this is falling yet, though. Yeah. Like I said, it's probably it's probably podcast. land pretty soon. I didn't label it, I just said the next podcast. If you're worried about spoilers, just go back and listen to the last <laughs> podcast and uh, worry about spoilers, stay off the internet. Yeah. Really. Like the temporal storm, a whole bunch. Put all the likes on it. Share it with all your friends. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Best game ever, but I heard. It definitely was the best game ever. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's taking our top ten. Yeah. For now. Top ten Tony, that's what they call me. <laughs> I think we should probably like, just give our general uh, general consensus. Let's first. start with like, that. Right? I think we should start out with Sean's opinion and then have us battle his ideas. <laughs> <laughs> just bash it after. Just badger him <laughs> to death. That's just what we do. Okay. There should be uh, a new podcast called Battle Review where someone gives their opinion and someone else must take the opposite. Right. Ooh. We yes. already do that though. Devil's Advocate Podcast. That. Yeah. That's like that's normal conversation. Yeah, that's our normal conversations. What are you talking about? He can be the side of well, they need the to be not moderate. mine, and then I'll take the opposite side, and then other people can jump right, in. Both of you guys. Things. How about we start with our own opinions first? Like, yeah. what did you guys thought? Uh, I liked it. What do you it was, rate it? It was fun. It was funny. Uh, rating? Rate it all. <laughs> <laughs> For us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I liked it. It was fun. Uh, as far as rating goes, I've never, I never really know. Out of the twenty-two to... Marvel movies, where would you put it? Out of the uh, tw- oh, um, so one to twenty-two. One being. I best. think this was number twenty-three. Uh, no, I think it was twenty-one. Was I, I heard something today. It was like twenty-one. Yeah. Out Google. of the twenty-one Marvel movies. Uh, are we including Sony Spider-Man? We're including Ghost Rider. Any of the you, like you get, yeah you no yeah. you get to include the uh, modern Spider-Man, not Tobey Maguire because nobody wants uh, to hear about him, and not Andrew Toby Garfield. Tobey Maguire, that was Spider-Man Two. Uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two is actually in my top five of movies. Well, it's out. Right. Just not, not His opinion just... no longer matters and we've moved on to Matt's opinion. <laughs> all right. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel wow. Cinematic all Universe. All of those movies. Were so we're not including... Uh, Marvel we're, Cinematic we're, we're including... You get Homecoming, you yeah. just don't get any of the yeah. other Spider-Man. MCU. Uh, okay. Well, uh, out of rank? that, I would probably say... Uh, I'd probably say in the top 10 or so. Top 15, top 10. So. Yeah, so, just great. a variable, either the last favorite or the first favorite. Could be in there somewhere. Yeah, um, I like the movie. It was a good movie. It was a good mix of comedy with a good story-driven uh, aspect of this character, Captain Marvel, and kind of her origin story, quote unquote. Um, I would definitely rate it a solid eight. Eight. Yeah, solid eight. That's what I'm gonna rate it. Yeah. So, would you say she was adopted or kidnapped? There's a fine line in that movie. Uh, oh, she was totally kidnapped. Totally kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> we have no memory of it. 
Well, that's that just because they ruined it. Mean, doesn't that's, make yeah. it right. I mean, it's it's still mind wipe. Okay, I mean, yeah, gosh, you said a bad just, precedent. There. Yeah, <laughs> just ask any you know anyone the who's been raped. to use her as a war tool. Yeah. They're total. What what rating are we going for this podcast? <laughs> PG thirteen, like the movie. Yeah. Total total Dick Graysons, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great way to throw it in there. Um. I'd, I would say I really liked it. I liked the time era, the time that it was given, and the real sense and feel of the 90s that it gave you. Yes. The fact that I had to Dude, explain to my daughter what Blockbuster was. Yes, all the uh, awesome 90s. She didn't understand the loading bar on the computer when yeah. she saw it, so I had to explain Gwen that Stephane, as well. Gwen Stefani, man. Gwen yeah. Stefani. I'm so, just a girl. Yeah. Something, something kind of funny about that was I actually really liked the music, too. Yeah. But me and John were talking about last night. He actually thought they could have picked better songs. And, I think that those were but, the most female-driven songs well, of the era. But my, yeah. but my thing is, like, I, I thought it was really well ended. I, I pointed out, it was like, well, I think it was a matter of, he's more of a child of the 80s, I'm more of a child of the 90s. I'm a so I think that's both. Well, we're both hard, though. We were born yeah. in the last well, I was Yeah, I was born in 83, but the songs, like, I, the songs I typically remember more are songs from the nineties because that's when that's about the time that I was able to actually pick. Now, the songs. okay, when they went and saw Maria Rambo and they had the they had that one song, didn't they have the song playing? You gotta be tough, you gotta be wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was all good stuff. Right. Yeah. That was like the top. Yeah, it was, it was real good. You know, just and they only put in like Maria Nirvana songs, so that yeah. was good. I appreciated that. Yeah, it was good how they they included in this strong female um, protagonist. You know all these good female songs that were of relevant in that time era yeah. that it was. Just and I really okay. I'm sorry, but my favorite part of the whole movie, the the part where they the supreme intelligence tried to dictate to her that she was a failure because she was human without the Kree, showed her falling down all the time. Yeah. But then she remembered the latter half of that where she's constantly getting yeah, better. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a real. Chilling yeah. moment. The, the, the never give up spirit. Yeah. Never yeah. give up. That's what Which, humanity is. And, That's what we can all have. Honestly, yeah. something with that, like, I remember seeing that in the trailer, so uh, I'm curious if it would have had a bigger impact if I had. If you hadn't seen that? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I still I, I still liked it. I still liked that scene, and I mean, I knew it was coming and everything, I think it was but excellent. I still thought it was done well. I think it was excellent. Because, I mean, yeah. even, I mean, especially if you've, if you've ever been in any kind of tough, rigorous training, like what they're showing where she falls down from the, the rope climbs and yeah. stuff like that. That that's a huge moment in the evolution of a person when they're trying to go through something and they're trying to achieve something they're too afraid to achieve mm. and then they realize either they can or they can't or they keep yeah. trying and it's yeah. just I think that that dictates the kind of military personnel or just person you're going to be in life yeah. and to see that, that she's just the type of person that it, she's not going to quit yeah. no matter what the odds are but I do think the overall tone of the movie, keeping it a little bit more comedic, keeping it a little bit more lighthearted, <laughs> helped introduce the character without too much excess weight. Yeah. Unnecessary weight. Yeah, definitely. I actually have a question, kind of like talking about the tone oh, of the movie no. and everything. Uh, sorry. This is how their relationship goes yeah. every single date. He's just told him, <laughs> you can't <laughs> tell me no, and no, we're going on another date. No. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, what was it? Uh, we were, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. But you were talking about the tone of the movie. Sorry, I, if I don't say this now, I'm going to forget. Uh-huh. Um, That's true. Something I was thinking about was <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I was thinking about was that that was uh, interesting. As I was watching it, both times I've seen it, uh, it felt like it was just a 
constant like rush. Like they were constantly moving, constantly moving, constantly moving, and it wasn't. It didn't even feel like. It's hard to explain what I mean, but it, it didn't feel like a typical like three act structure like you always hear about. I don't it think it was like typical. It was, no. Yeah, exactly. Like the, yeah. the framework just felt like just it's, one continuous. But I liked it better yeah. that way, no, where yeah. it was kind of like because it puts you in the realm of Carol Danvers herself, where a her memory scrambled. She doesn't know where she's at, where she's coming from, or what she stands for yet. Yeah. And so it, it, I think the majority of the tone of the movie and the way they filmed it puts you in her shoes. Yeah, where it's like you're in... Feel that. You're in a jet seat and you're going... What do you think about it, John? I don't think that. (coughs) I think that uh, Carol Danvers does not have a memory. And basically the audience knows a lot more about her than she knows about herself. Uh So I have the opposite opinion. Okay. Um, I, as a uh, quick uh, note, I watched this in 3D... And I believe that it colored my emotional um, viewing of it. So that's to say I was not emotionally impacted at all. I couldn't relate to uh, any of what was going on screen. Because of the migraine. Emotionally, yeah, because of the migraine that 3D gave me. Um, No, it's just I I think that 3D was distracting and unnecessary in any movie that is shot and cut for 2D distribution. And I'm um, the only person who actually disagrees. He's the only person. <laughs> I actually like 3D. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, probably don't pay the money. And then have to put the glasses over your glasses, and then we're yeah, already I dealing with that. altered yeah, perception in reality. IMAX is different, though. Like, IMAX is way better. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't pay for 3D, though. But even IMAX, I, I think 3D is like for it. Yeah. me yeah. sitting there compromising <laughs> for not seeing an IMAX. Uh, honestly, they could put. Re-released Twelve Angry Men in 3D, and I'd still go see it just because I like 3D that much. Well, I like well, added Angry effects Man, like that. It would actually work because that's basically the location. Keep, it helps keep him in the movie though, and not as much well, like getting up and walking away. Well, Twelve Angry Men it like, scares him uh, into the movie. It's like, oh, well, hey, this person's here. I can't hey, walk out of the movie. It's one location. Well, and well, going back to what you're saying with the 3D though, um, the problem is, I think I would say all of them. Not most of them are overlaid with 3D from the MCU. They're not shot in 3D, yeah. and yeah. that makes a huge difference. Like if you go and watch Tron in 3D, mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally different because it's actually shot, shot in, in 3D. 3D. And yeah. I think that Tron Which, is one of those. It movies. makes a huge difference when you see because yeah. the thing is, uh, like way we are, we can start, I guess, telling that uh, the falsehood basically, you know? right? And so it doesn't start working on us as well because it's like... You're well, picking yeah. up the perception differences and you're noticing exactly. the flaws. But if it's actually shot in it, like how it's, you know, I guess supposed to be, well, you know, the, the thing is, that, like, you, you told me that before and I've seen that maybe once, but in general, I, I don't really notice that. And honestly, I thought the 3D was... Even if it was done after effects, I actually thought it was done really well. I agree with so you. So the Sean. general consensus is go see it in two D. The three D. So save money. No, save the, money. The general consensus is if you like three D, go see it in three D. If you don't, see then don't. It, see it in two D, but in a recliner. And um, after you're done watching it, listen to this podcast and share with your friends. Yeah, watch yeah. it in three D after yeah, effects. I can't sit in a recliner and watch. But like the three D in this particular the uh, theater know, in Captain right? Marvel so nice. was actually very oh. good. It was very solid. Um, it's just that I don't think that it works for that format of entertainment. Um, so like if you had a Tron that was shot with the intents of 3D being a major uh, point to it, then that's different. Um, and with a, a 12 Angry Men reference, if you have a 3D scene, like a stage, and you have actors, 
and your eyes allowed to kind of wander and look around the room as opposed to cutting every two seconds to a close-up, uh, then I think 3D can work. But with this format, the editing is edit for 2D, the shots are composed in 2D, the 3D adds nothing and can potentially take away, uh, in my personal opinion. Um, which, by the way, I haven't even given you my opinion of the movie. Yeah, what was your opinion <laughs> of the movie? Yeah. Um, Let's backtrack to that moment. I'm going to give it a solid 7.5, but it's, it's like, um, it's pending until I see it in 2D. Because um, I really... <laughs> I'll take you on our first date. We'll get okay, cool. <laughs> You're paying, right? Yeah, I can handle it. Right. So, as long as you put out. I know you live in Midtown. That's okay. Everybody's going to have a Midtown girlfriend. But, like, uh, no, I, I thought it was, uh, there's a lot of good things about it, a lot of things uh, that could have been done better. Uh, of course, this is always my opinion um, uh, in regards to, like, you know, the three, the typical uh, three act um, uh, story arc. Uh, it is atypical, um, in my opinion. Um, in that typically in a narrative you have a main character that has some sort of change uh, that happens to her uh, fundamentally not just given some great power but her character changes um, and that did not happen in this there I was think no, she, well, she did have great you, responsibility though what would you <laughs> yeah. suppose if I told you that in this act her character change is actually reminding herself that she of who she is. Of who she is, and that where she was to begin with was better. So, as the Cree fears, or whatever they wanted to call her, um, she had this stance that she was going to follow their lead no matter what. She didn't go with her gut. She was trying to overthink herself, and she was trying to only follow orders. And the change was to be reminded of the fact that her gut instinct is what led her through most things, and rebelling against orders and doing what she thought was right was actually who she was and that's what got us her at the end of the movie i um i thought about something uh just just now as you spoke the um like so when you said she was you know uh when we first meet her she's uh cree in, in quotation marks um has been indoctrinated against the scrolls um and then over the course of the movie uh she comes to distrust that and then slowly becomes like uh, yeah. to the realization that the scrolls are not what they thought they were. That would be a story arc if it was subtle, but it happens all at once um, in the third act. Uh, it starts the third act. Um, if she had been struggling with it, like slowly building up, and again, I've only seen this in 3D and I'm not fresh, so. I've only seen this yeah, once. I've only seen it once, <laughs> um, but that, that was my takeaway. Um, and I do have to see it again just to like confirm everything. I think she was struggling with it though, because like at the very beginning, she woke up from that nightmare of like trying to figure out her past, and then uh, questioning those in authority over her who were saying like, "No, you're not ready for this mission." That's just her character. She's what always questioned Scott? authority, no matter what it's, where yes. it's coming from. What does Scott think? What does Captain think? Hmm. Right, our own captain. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I did like it. I liked the movie. I thought it had a nice little uh, feel to it. it Especially was, since your daughter was in it. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, having a daughter, I think, does change a bit of how you take yeah. this movie. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you want your daughters to have this yeah. kind of... Uh, good, these good kind of role models. Right. I can't really speak on that because I don't know what's like not having one, really. So right. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to really say that. Yeah. Um, but I can say, though, that I did take my oldest daughter to go see it. Uh, she's uh, 12, actually, in a few weeks. So she... I thought it was good for her to see just kind of... Uh, I guess the whole girl power thing, you yeah, know? Role model. Yeah, yeah. role model, because, I mean, that's honestly, like, what she's doing. She's a black belt right now. She's yeah. working to a second-degree black belt. Yeah. And she's basically showing up all the boys in her class, you know, in yeah. the karate class. And that's what, like, when I see uh, Captain Marvel, it's like, yep, if my daughter was a superhero, this is kind of the attitude that she would take with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's how I see her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was pretty lighthearted. Yeah. Um, I had, you know... The character, the main character, you know, was pretty humorous throughout, but not yeah. overly humorous. Yeah. Um, you know, which was, it was nice. Kind of a Tony Starkish feel, the way that she just jived through certain things. Yeah. Less of a jerk, but yeah. 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 <laughs> She's less of a jerk, but yeah. Yeah, like, less of a drunk <laughs> ass. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's your one for 30 minutes. <laughs> well, that's his one. That's not my one. I'm easy yet. Oh, we, yeah. get to, we get to curse once? Is that once? Well, we all get one, so... <laughs> well, I'm not going to use well, mine. So I took everybody's. I called it to yours. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, that's, that's what I thought about it. It was really good. It did seem rushed, like I don't know what Sean said, but yeah. one thing I noticed about the movies is that I was thinking about this um, right when the movie started, was that I like the MCU movies. I think they do a pretty good job of trying to cram all this stuff in there, mm-hmm. especially with trying to make it relate with other movies. Yeah. However... I do think that this concept they have built with it um, would work much better in a TV format. I agree. Yeah. Um, like similar to, to uh, Arrowverse. Yeah, Arrowverse, Flash, Arrow. And the reason why is because like, yeah. with the Captain Marvel movie, like with everything that happened, I could see that happening over like two to three seasons. Yeah, I'd say a, a season yeah. would be good, but yeah. Yeah. they also... I think a lot of the times to make a good story that makes people feel compelled, they combine about three comic book story arcs into it. Usually something from the main 616, something from the (laughs) ultimate verse, and maybe just an additional story. So that way they have enough of these excess people in the background, like Minerva, one of her biggest bad guys. Uh, Phil Coulson. Well, you had Phil Coulson there, but you also had, but you had Minerva, and you had, and you had uh, the original Marvel's bad guy, <clears throat> and Yon, and then you had Korath, which I was really hoping he would get obliterated so I could understand why he was a cyborg for Thanos, right? Didn't you feel that way? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but you had all those people in all these separate storylines because this was a little bit of the actual original Captain Marvel's story. Which Carol Danvers was a part of, uh-huh. just not as Miss Marvel yet, or as Captain Marvel as she is now. But I think that it worked better for her to have it all. But I would also ask you how you felt about the Marvel reveal that Lawson was Marvel. Yes, I caught that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it threw me off. I'm like, is this okay? This is different. You know, because I'm, I'm trying to match everything going. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this from comics, this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, okay, you threw one out of left field on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it completely threw me off. Because you were probably expecting Jude Law to have been more available. <laughs> or at least Jenna's available. Yes. Or something. Right, and that one kind of threw me out there. Uh, now, again, that's, that, that goes back with the whole how they're handling the MCU. 
and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and the fact of basically they're kind of building their own deal. They're taking inspirations, you know, from the characters, from different. Um, story arcs, mm-hmm. but when it all comes down to it, the MCU is its own entity. entity yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. when you have so much of these, uh, so many gears working, you have to make sure everything is in place for a reason to, you know, connect with something else. So when I look at the movies, I see the choices that they're making them. I, what I look at is, okay, how is this going to connect later? Because this isn't just a standalone movie. You know, this is this is gonna connect somewhere else. It's an episode, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so yeah. to speak. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about the whole television thing. Is that honestly, I like, I am excited to see the Disney streaming service with the, like Loki, for instance, right? Because I think we can get a little bit more, uh, you know, I guess story yeah. out of him versus just kind of this little it's like snippet we see yeah. in yeah. Uh, movies. Yeah, you know, kind of like I like seeing the history of the characters and why they do what they do instead of being left to build it in your mind yes or something being rushed through it and you're just kind of taking two things and putting them together and like oh so that's why he acts that way he does well because i had actually posed that question to sean probably about two weeks ago was what actually changed loki in the arcs that you've seen him in he goes from being a villain on his own to being a lackey villain to being a good guy but what was the compelling nature of his change? He didn't have a female that he fell in love with from Earth. He didn't have a near-death experience. He lost his mother, sure. Um, and he has some sort of intense brother relationship. Yeah, I think Well, that's... he's had a couple brother near-death brother. experiences. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Air quotes. Air quotes. There. Air quotes. He's definitely had a death experience now, but, yeah. you know. Are we sure? Or has he? Or has he? Or has he? Or has he? I think he did, but we will find out how he's going to be reiterated right. after the end game happens. So has Come everybody in. gone, or do you? Have you? Oh uh, yeah, I said one more thing, okay. uh, and I wanted to, to point out was uh, I like some of the the little minuscule um, a, attention to detail things. Like for example, um, all th- up until this movie. We've seen Nick Fury in his eye and how he got it, and it finally shows us how his eye got messed up. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, I like that that crucial detail. And, like and this, this is also my own my own little side tangent here is because um, Phil Coulson and the Agents of Shield, which is a good TV series, I recommend watch. Um, it also ties into his background to how he reacts to things through that TV series as well. Yeah. And so it, it was a good little jump start for that, and I, I really appreciated that. In the I have a question. I think to have a better story of how he lost his eye, though. Yeah. I'm the same way. This was the best story for it, and this yeah. is why. I yeah. used to be obsessed with having a scar on my face, right? Because, like, Cable scar had the scar on the face. Scar. Like, all the cool characters right. get yeah. that, that eye patch or scar on the face. And my old roommate, Slade. John, used to say to me, yeah, Slade, all of them. And my old roommate, John, used to say, wouldn't it be hilarious if you were just taking a shower one day, you slipped, you fell, you hit your face on the faucet, yeah. and you got you got to wear this eye patch and have this cool scar on your face for the rest of your life, but then you're left with structuring the best fishtail you've ever come up with in your life to not tell people, I was kind of drunk in the shower and slipped. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I think that's the angle they went with. And that angle yeah, where Coulson says... Joker does lose scars. When yeah. Coulson says... 
I heard that they interrogated you, and he says, I will not confirm it. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that, that, is, yeah that is the joke. Yeah. That is the point at which you know that they're aware that that's a lame thing to have. Right. Yeah. And it makes That's it the whole point. And plus yeah. the fact that his eye was like constantly being gotten after, like, we're going to take your eye. Yeah. Fate wants oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But this is so the big many, question I have. How so did everybody hits. feel? Because I was waiting. This was one of the things I was waiting for the whole movie was to see the side of her plane. Okay. Because everybody knows when you're when you're a Top Gun, when you got the when you got your own plane, you get your name with mm-hmm. your call sign in it. Yes. And I was waiting to see it say Warbird or something of that nature. Yeah. Right. Was that the actual names. what it was? Originally? It said Avenger. Oh, well, yeah. Warbird was one of her. Well, that's, her that's what that's what right. But to see it say Avenger, Carol Avenger Danvers. Yeah. How did everybody feel about that little twist? Oh, I love it. That's fine. Oh, 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 I was I was fine with it. it. It gave us a good reason to why he called it the Avenger yeah. Initiative. Without, and also, she's I mean, I did, officially an Avenger. I did, yeah, I didn't think it was one of the first. Yeah, yeah she is the idea. Literally I didn't think it was the Avenger. most clever of ways to write it in, ones. but I mean, it, it works. So I don't really have an objection to it. <laughs> but no, my, my feeling about it is, if I had seen this movie, like if I was watching these in chronological order, you know, yeah, and I saw this before I saw the Avengers, it would have more effect on me. Yeah, but sure. having seen the Avengers and then. Seeing the movie come out afterwards, it doesn't have that much of an effect because it's like, uh, oh, well, I mean, yeah, we'll just throw this in the backstory here to explain this or to just do a little Easter egg or whatever. Well, maybe it doesn't have her. as much of an effect as if Don't I saw you, it first. Do you feel like they did it to rank her? Like she's like no. to give her status. She's yeah. actually the first did, Avenger. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they did. Uh, to me, honestly, I think they just threw it in there just to kind of give a little bit of an explanation, so to speak, of yeah. why Avengers was chosen. A bit of a wing you know, yeah. Because it's, it's when it comes well, down to it, it's a wing importance, though. Because if you think about it, like in everybody else's uh, basic origin origin stories. Think about how hard Captain America was fighting against Red Skull and almost lost. Think about Iron Man versus the Ironmonger, or even Thor when he eventually has to go against the Destroyer uh, and, and is almost killed. Carol, in this movie, I don't know if you noticed... Just wipes the floor with everyone. Wipes the floor with everyone and yeah. doesn't break a sweat. And I Even think with her hands tied behind her back and her powers right. essentially morphed. Right. And She's still kicking stunted. ass. And I think they did that to really set the tone of how powerful yeah. this, their version of Superman is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, like I was telling John earlier, this the is the only, the beginning of her arc because I think with them showing, Endgame's coming, she's there, yeah. she's there from the get-go, and the fact that she's going to go probably toe-to-toe with Thanos, who we know is so freaking powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this matters in that to also show some tones of how powerful he is. Yeah. And I think it changed though in the fact of that. Well, Nihilus is going to be see her biggest threat though wasn't from the outside. Hers was internal conflict the entire movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what that's what the tone of the movie was for her. Is her biggest enemy was herself. Yeah. So it was different from all the other ones. Instead, of you got this big bad guy you're taking down. You know, it's not. It's she has to basically overcome herself. That the little device that she had on her, you know, to help her control the powers and everything, it's like, it's because she wasn't, she didn't know how to control her powers because she hadn't won that battle yet. She hadn't even realized she had them. Yeah, as soon as she got them, she was stifled, so she hadn't had time to like, you know, get into it. So I think that's what it was, is that her biggest uh, 
you know, enemy in this in the movie was her own self, and that she yeah. had to basically fight the internal conflict throughout the movie. Yeah. So yeah, she's walking before everybody else. I mean, but, just her flying yeah. through one of Ronan's dark aster ships yeah. and yeah. just plowing through it, and then when he sits there and he says, <clears throat> "And we've got to go." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that dude totally bamfed, and he was yeah. like, no, this is it. Well, yeah, let's just hold it when she faces Thanos, she actually goes for the head this time. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's, that's a joke to Disney, yeah. though, because Disney won't let people go yeah. for the head. I, I, actually, yeah. I actually had a question that it was like all the, I mean, kind of jumping topics, with uh, with all of, like the controversy about like feminism and all that stuff, how do you think that was handled in it? The what? The, the what? feminism? I thought it was great. I thought the way that they did it yeah. was good because yeah. it wasn't about bashing the opposite. It was about supporting the prior. Absolutely. So yes. lift what you love. Don't bash what you hate or what Absolutely. you stand opposed to. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly how I felt. That, I thought the exact same thing. Because they could have at any point. Here. Well, like, th- there's this big controversy about how uh, this, like, she's supposed to be this big feminist uh, f- uh, feminazi basic kind of character and she they're like Disney's trying to put down men and all this kind of stuff which is obviously that's, the extremist side that's the troll version but, of it I don't yeah, know about yeah. any of that but what I do know is this is the first one that had a solo movie with a lead role with the um, yeah, the yeah. which is part which of is, it which is a yeah. huge deal yeah. and even uh, you know uh, Marvel you mentioned it, that fact that this is a, a step in a new direction that they're yeah. taking as far yeah. as expanding the roster here yeah. Yeah. well it was yeah. just like I mean just so. like Black Panther think about that that was the first singular title role of a black male yep. superhero, yeah. superhero. Yeah. Right. because I don't Super know if late. you've noticed this but every single major superhero has his own sidekick who could replace him who just so happens to be black so you got Iron Man who has Rhodey You've got Captain, who's got the Falcon. Oh, yeah. You've got uh, Thor has Heimdall always at his side, right? An equally powerful not Asgardian. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bring back up that fresh wound. But they've got these. What was Spider-Man now? Miles. Miles Morales. Yeah, but he's not. No, Miles is not he's yet. not. But I'm just well, saying. Also saying like based in comic book. His sidekick is Hawaii. Yeah, because even here with Carol Danvers, you have. I thought you were talking about those who were introduced already in the MCU, but I thought you were talking about. Well, I mean, they do introduce them in the movies, though. So, like, with Captain Marvel, with Carol, you have Rambo and her kid, Monica Rambo, who would eventually become a Miss Marvel in the comic stories. So, they have, like, this iteration of you can have either one, kind of the Hal Jordan, John Stewart thing going on. It could be either one. We're not against that. But with Black Panther... He's the he's the reason that he's there, and it's also based upon the Black Panther Brigade, the tank brigade that was in World War II. So that was a big deal too, because it came out mm-hmm. way before the Civil Rights Group did. Yeah, yeah. Now, the only thing that I think would be kind of funny and maybe a little bit fair is if he had a South African Dutch origin sidekick who was a white guy that got yeah. to call himself White Tiger. Um, I'll play the part if they need me to. <laughs> Uh, in, a, in a way, they did in Black Panther because it was uh, what's his name? Um, Schmeagle? Yeah, the CIA, uh, the CIA agent guy. Or the, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ross. Name. Oh, he's a bad guy. I thought. No, he's uh, talking about Agent Ross. That's like yeah. helping. Oh, him. oh, you're talking yeah. about um, not yeah. not the not other Schmeagle. Guy. You're not talking Schmeagle. about Bilbo. Yeah. Bilbo. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Or like um, John uh, Watson. Yeah, John Watson. That's yeah. a better version of him. 
Yeah, I think so. Because well, and none of us can think of his actual name. Awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be. Let's go ahead and start wrapping up. Okay. I just want to say one more thing. I really liked the the last big fight between Carol Danvers and Jude Law. I thought that was done fantastic. Oh, especially yeah. when he's like, drop your guard and fight me on yeah. your own fist yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. like, yeah. and just blast him. Like, yeah. why the hell do I need to do that? Yeah. And it had been dictated earlier by her friend when she said, I knew my Camaro could blow your Mustang out of the water, but you yeah. took that shortcut. And uh, she yeah. said, what's a shortcut? Yeah. Well, also, just I really like that. Like, I don't have anything to prove to you. Like, yeah. 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 Honestly, I saw that joke coming, especially with how hard he was pushing. Face me like a man, or whatever. That whole. I don't think he said mode. that. No, but I mean that was <laughs> kind of, it. that was <laughs> that was his kind of uh, ideology with it. That I saw that joke coming, but I thought it really paid off when she did that line, because I mean that's kind of the thing with in all these movies, like. Like yeah, go down your goes. Let's let's fight this. Well, like Captain no. in the in Captain America, yeah. the Winter Soldier. When you got uh, the USC fighter that says to him, yeah. "Oh, so you're just a shield," and he puts it down, yeah, to go oh, hand to hand, which, with yeah, yeah. which is ridiculous if you actually think about it. If I'm in a life and death fight, I'm gonna use whatever advantage I have. And I think that that was really well done, the way they dictated that with her, not only that one scene, but throughout the movie and explanations of her true character from before, that she's the kind of person, if it's going to win and it's the way, then it's not a shortcut. It's not a cheap move. It's just how you win. It's a legitimate strategy. It's a legitimate strategy. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was well done. Yeah. Also, she wasn't going to be manipulated anymore. Right. Yeah. That's, a, that's another good point. That would be another win for him if yeah. she had let yeah. him do that. Yeah. Even if she had won the fight, it still would have been a win for him uh, yeah. because uh, he would have gotten her to risk it all for like for something. What? Just to yeah. prove to yeah. him something. To yeah. prove to like him he something. Like he mattered so much, yeah. yeah. Well, since Scott's out of the room, I'm going to ask another question. Uh, what do you think of uh, Cthulhu? Cthulhu? I thought the Cthulhu was really good. Yeah, that like, creeped like me it. out. That like creeped it. the crud out of me. It was great because then it's, because Sam Samuel Jackson's face when he realizes this thing that he's been pet talking to the whole yeah. time that everybody else is so scared of and he's like, they're just afraid of cats. How silly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes, and he's like, oh, oh. Oh, it's a Florgan yeah. cat. Like, okay, gotcha. I, I think all cats are Florgans on yeah. I, I don't think there's I think that's what they were trying to tell us. Yeah. 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 And beware. Man, we just went men in black on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All cats yeah. are Florgans. I, I really like when... That dog's like, an alien. I really like when the it's alien... Frank. It's Frank the dog. Frank the pug. I really like when the alien was like, what? What, what, what do you have that in here? Why do you have a Florgan? Yeah. And uh, uh, Carol Andrews like, picks him up. It's like, using him as a weapon. It's like... Yeah. That's excellent. That's, I just realized that. that that's Samuel Jackson was actually playing Men in Black in this movie. Yeah, you know that you have to get your daughter a bomber jacket. Now. I thought that was a nice touch, by the way. Now, see, my daughter has actually already iterated to me two weeks ago that her school told her she had to pick somebody from history to be in school. She has to go dressed up and give like a little history statement. So she's going to be Carol Danvers? She already picked Amelia Earhart. Oh, nice. She wanted me to get her yeah. one of, she says, I want one of your nice bomber jackets with the fur collar. And yeah. I was like, oh, this, this child was born yeah. to make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, when I saw the jacket at the end, I'm like, we're setting up for Rogue. 
Hey, <laughs> I didn't well, even think about that. Maybe Rogue did that. I didn't even think about that. It's official by, this, by that point. It was head. official, so it's yeah. kind of like, hey, maybe that, maybe that, it was a nice little nod. I don't know. We'll I see. think yeah. it could be because Carol Danvers' I, essence in her head definitely influenced the character that, she became after the fact. Yeah, that that definitely is honestly in my mind a stretch, but I like that stretch. So I'm as Dan says. Head cannon accepted. So <laughs> I'll allow it. Alright, so let's go ahead and uh so wrap this up here. Let's go wrap it up with uh what do you give it out five stars? Start with Sean. Uh and then give us a reason why. About I'd say about three and a half to four. Uh for five Are you stars. Rounding it, up? <laughs> well for five stars it really has to have like uh, like a deep emotional impact for me. So it's not so, Infinity War. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't even. I'd probably put Infinity War at four. Stop. To, or seven. Stop where you're at. But <laughs> well, I, mean, I just killed you in the game too. Yeah. No, but yeah. no, it's just I mean, like I, I'm 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 typically pretty uh, guarded with giving a movie that high of a rating. You don't want it to be because, perfect because then they you you reserve that away from everything else. Yeah, I mean it's like I mean you you criticized me earlier, but Spider-Man Two, I would actually give that a five. Because I would give that a five out of the Spider-Man series that Sam Sam Raimi gave us. No, because of a lot of the (laughs) no, but because of a lot of the heroism talk and everything, I I always I thought that was so inspirational at times, so amazing and everything. Until Uh, Tobey Maguire started crying again, and then it stopped. But uh, he really should look like that. But so the but the reason why I didn't really give it any higher because. I, like I said, I really liked the movie. I thought it was really well done, really funny. I liked a lot of the mannerisms that she had, the characterizations and everything. Uh, but like John said, there was a little bit of an issue with the whole like character. She didn't really have much of a character arc. But on the flip side of that, I actually did kind of like that she was just this mega awesome character for the entire thing. Yeah. We were talking about, we were discussing on if it, she was a Mary Sue or not earlier. But uh, even if she was, I liked her character. Well. Now we know why Ronan was so intent on getting the Infinity Gem. Because he witnessed the power he knew what of he, had to go up he knew the only thing he could do to go against that would be to... Something equivalent. Right. Now, one little thing before I before I give my rating. How did everybody feel about the special Stan Lee commemorative oh, Marvel Studios? Yes. That was awesome. Did that make that anybody good. else tear up a little bit? I, no, I didn't tear up, but it was... I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll take you in too deep, man. Right. I'll tear up. It's great. Stan Lee was one of the greatest... Not because he was the greatest writer, but because he never quit putting out those yeah. dreams and ideas and yeah. didn't quit on them. And yeah, I said, he was the Carol Danvers of... He was Captain Marvel. They they say you can't do that, and then he get back up. Now I'm totally gonna give this movie four and a half supernovas, Hmm? beyond the star, but not a perfect supernova. Okay, just four and a half. Four and a half. Can you only go to a half, or can I do like point? You can be point threes. Honestly, we haven't really set up any rules, so you could do like four point zero and five. I just went supernovas. You could do. You could give it a high rating if you want, where it's three point one four. Like, I give it a percentage and have a hundred. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, this, oh, Rotten Tomatoes on us. Yeah. Uh, oh, Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes. Um, I'm going to give it a solid 80 out Until of 100. Until he sees the 2D. The 3D <laughs> version is yeah. 80. Yeah, the 3D <laughs> version is 80. Um, until I see the 2D version... Um, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's, that's where it stands. So I, I think the 3D version was a four. <laughs> <laughs> 2D 
Two D version was a three point five. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of movies Which that I've seen four. <laughs> that I did not like at all. Um, but then, like years go by, I see it a couple more times, and then become one of the classics to me. So. I feel like Black Panther's like that to me. The first time I saw it, I was not thrilled. And the more I've seen it, and the more I try to grasp where they were going at with the alternate storylines. I've grown to like it. Did more. you see it? In However, TV? Chadwick Boseman in Captain America: Civil War was one of my favorite characters. It's I, just a standalone movie. Yeah, I actually had the exact opposite. I didn't really like his character in uh, Captain America, but I thought he was much better in Black Panther. So, just well, granted, everybody's got to have a Tony Andor angel on their shoulder and a Sean Andor devil on their shoulder. <laughs> so, you know, that's how the world works. What about you? What did you give it out of the rating system? I'll give it a four. Give it a four? Yeah, I give it a four. It's about, what, 80%? Regular stars? <laughs> Sean, you gave it the lowest star. I, 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 well, I, I don't know. Let's, what would mine? I would 80 be on a, a four. Uh, now, I would say it's a Maybe. four because it's, um, like you said, with the whole emotional thing. Like, it wasn't, I guess it didn't hit me, like, yeah. emotionally as I some of the other films I've had. I mean, it didn't have... I mean, it was well-paced. I thought it was yeah. pretty well-paced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit rushed, you know, because, I mean, hey, you got two hours and 15 minutes, you got to do an entire backstory and then set everything up for the movie of the year coming out in a few months, you yeah. know? And so it was... It was that was... Um, it was well-paced, I think, even with all of that. But, again, it wasn't... To me, I don't think it was just like this, you know, five-star movie to where yeah. it's like... Man, this is amazing. I'm gonna be thinking about this for months on end because it was just so just completely well done and I mean that wasn't it for me. But it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. That that was something that actually you were talking about like the emotional aspect of it. That was something I actually did think they did really well are some of the really emotional scenes, especially like when uh, Carol first comes back into um oh Chris, what was her friend's name? Uh Maria remember the, Rambo. Maria Rambo, like when she first comes back in and they both sit down at the table and they have that heart to heart and she's talking about the hardest part wasn't uh, the hardest part isn't this the hardest part was and just like seeing the emotion in her eyes and all except that how they portrayed the emotion and everything I thought was really beautiful and really well done Brie Larson did an amazing job and I was one of the first ones that was behind Ronda Rousey becoming Captain Marvel (laughs) a few years back when the the fan service was going hey I love Ronda I don't think that would have worked out. It would not have gone as well. She may not be as good as an actor, but in the world of world that we live in, that's an epitome of a very strong female who never really let anybody put her down. I have a feeling that that was the case. Well, now, that was a fair fight, and she got beat, and that's okay, because even as a fighter, you can be beaten. I feel if that was the case, if she did become Captain Marvel, we would have an Edward Norton thing happen again. Yeah. (laughs) We would have. It's fine. She would get replaced later on, so I'm kind of glad they didn't. I mean, I'm fine that they didn't do that. I just didn't know who Brie Larson was, and I didn't really know what to expect from her, and after seeing this, I really, really stand behind her performance. Oh, yeah. And her as an actress, and yeah. if she needs me to marry her mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> wait on her or clean her house or just raise her kids for her, then I will do that. She's a good actress. Tony or, Stevens, or, call or, me. or impregnate her. <laughs> Look me up on Facebook. Kids. <laughs> well then, oh, I didn't want to make it creepy. I just meant we could adopt kids from the universe. We could raise a straw <laughs> child together. Whatever we need to do. So, would you, would you want to be with Carol Danvers <laughs> or would you want to be with Brie Larson? Uh, both. 
I would want her to be in that character, and I will maintain. I will maintain. Here, on. I will say, you be Carol Danvers tonight, and I'll be Marshall Marshall Stone with her. <laughs> Most powerful movie couple ever. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, conclude this, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoy that and the movie as well. Yeah. But uh, please. Two end scenes. Make sure you stick around. Yes, there are two. Uh, scenes during the credits so make sure you watch those yeah actually i hope that you have already seen the movie by the yeah. time you've gotten to this part of the podcast or you just don't care hopefully yeah. you stuck around but if not yeah. hey if but not. if you did uh like and share and tell your mother about us and let her like and share with all her friends on facebook and uh yeah spread the word yeah. spread the love Thank you for listening to another episode of Saturday Night Gaming. Be sure to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, and now on iTunes and Google Play.